In 2019, two iconic companies agreed to the largest luxury acquisition deal in history. It was a match made in luxury heaven. On the acquiring side, you had a French conglomerate called LVMH. It is the largest luxury goods company in the world. Matthew Dalton covers the luxury industry. LVMH owns Louis Vuitton. It owns Dior. It owns Dom Perignon Champagne. It has 75 luxury brands that have operations all across the world. And it's a major player in the French economy. On the other side of the deal was America's crown jewel, Tiffany & Co. Tiffany is one of the true and few American luxury brands. It sold jewels to Abraham Lincoln for his wife. It has, of course, the association with Breakfast at Tiffany's, the famous movie with Audrey Hepburn. Tiffany's? You mean the jewelry store? That's right. I'm crazy about Tiffany's. LVMH had agreed to purchase Tiffany for $16.2 billion. But now, months later, the deal has lost its luster. And one side is doing everything in its power to blow it up. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Leinbaugh. It's Tuesday, September 15th. Coming up on the show, how a pandemic and an unusual letter might break up the biggest merger in luxury history. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash journal. Terms and conditions apply. The architect of this deal between LVMH and Tiffany is a man named Bernard Arnault. So Bernard Arnault is the chairman and chief executive and controlling shareholder of LVMH. He is one of the richest men in the world. He's somebody who has moved through the corridors of power throughout his life. He's friends with President Emmanuel Macron. He's an acquaintance of Donald Trump. And he's known in the French media and also outside France at this point as the wolf in Kashmir because he's built this empire of luxury brands through a series of dozens and dozens of acquisitions. But he's kind of earned this reputation as being soft-spoken. Luxury, for, for me, is how can you create desire? The, the most important word uh, in, in our business is desire. Sometimes it's even hard to understand him when he speaks because he speaks so quietly when he talks to the press, which is not that often. Doesn't sound like much of a wolf. There's not much bark to him, but he's got a lot of bite. (laughs) (laughs) In terms of biting up all kinds of companies, a really, when it comes down to it, aggressive businessman. Arnaud ended up in luxury retail almost by accident. It all started back in the 70s. 
The story that he likes to tell is that he was in New York in a taxi. He had actually gone to New York to try to get a start in real estate in the U.S. He was in a taxi, and he spoke to the taxi driver about what France was like, and the taxi driver did not know who the French president was, but he knew what Dior was. And this was even before Bernard Arnault owned Dior. And so that, in his mind, crystallized the idea that a recognizable name, a recognizable brand is of paramount importance. Since that fateful cab ride, Arnault has bought dozens of luxury companies. Even the letters of his own company, LVMH, are a mashup of luxury brands, Louis Vuitton and Moet Hennessy. But one iconic luxury brand that LVMH didn't own? Tiffany. This instantly recognizable name, instantly recognizable brand, you can see, given Arnaud's strategy, is something that would appeal to him above all. So Arnaud has had Tiffany in his sights for a while. And in 2019, Arnaud saw an opening to buy it. Because while the luxury industry was booming at the time, Tiffany wasn't keeping pace. Its products were viewed to some extent as maybe old-fashioned. It was not appealing to a younger generation. The brand tried a number of different strategy overhauls. They hired Lady Gaga. They took out an ad in the Super Bowl. But in recent years, Tiffany's revenue had been pretty stagnant, still quite profitable, but um, it wasn't growing quickly. And so that, to Arnaud's mind, presented an opportunity to come in and make an acquisition. And so in the fall of 2019, LVMH let Tiffany know it was interested in buying the company. Did the approach catch Tiffany by surprise? Yes, it did. It was not solicited. They were not looking to be taken over. But they said, okay, we can talk. And so they talked. Tiffany might not have been growing at the rate of its peers, but it still had a lot to offer LVMH. On top of Tiffany's brand recognition, LVMH would get another foothold in the U.S., and the company would be able to strengthen its offerings in diamonds and jewelry. So in the end, LVMH agreed to pay top dollar, $16.2 billion. For Tiffany, it's hard to turn it down. LVMH was the premier company in the luxury goods industry. It seemed to Tiffany executives and to analysts and to a lot of people watching the industry that this was an excellent fit. The deal was signed last November, but would take months to finalize. And as the two companies worked through the details, something happened that would give LVMH buyers remorse. The pandemic. When the coronavirus started spreading earlier this year, luxury boutiques around the world had to close their doors, and sales dried up. The luxury good industry does do some e-commerce, but it doesn't come close to making up those sales that are done in person when you can actually touch the product, touch something very expensive. <laughs> they get you... the full treatment in their boutiques. Exactly, the, the white glove treatment. So it, it had a major impact at that point. And even when boutiques did reopen, the pain continued. And the reason that is, is because tourists are a big component of the industry's customers. People buy luxury goods when they travel. 
They buy them in airports. That's a big part of it. But they also buy them when they come to luxury goods shopping centers in Paris, Milan, London, New York, Los Angeles. So that is a big part of the industry's business model. So if now we're living in a world where people can't travel nearly as much, international travel is more or less locked down, it's a world where potentially the industry is facing a prolonged slump that will be worse than for other retail industries. It's kind of, it's closer in many ways to airlines and hotels than it is to, you know, Walmart. And so that is the big problem that the industry is facing during the pandemic. And this big problem for the industry became a big problem for LVMH's acquisition of Tiffany. LVMH had agreed to buy Tiffany's shares at a high price, $135 a share. But after the pandemic hit, Tiffany's shares started trading well below that, hovering in the 120s. It started to look like the wolf in cashmere, Bernard Arnault, would have to overpay to buy Tiffany. So in June, Arnaud called a board meeting to review the upcoming purchase. There's this kind of atmosphere of uncertainty about the deal, discussions about what to do about this. You know, all kinds of things that were totally normal in a pre-pandemic world have been thrown for a loop. And so Bernard Arnault bought a post-pandemic luxury goods company at a pre-pandemic price. And so what options did Arnault have in terms of backing out of the deal? Very few, it seemed like. But Arnault wasn't about to give up. Coming up after the break, LVMH tries to break the deal. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash journal. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. Hiring with Indeed, your search is over. With over 350 million global monthly visitors and candidate matching technology, Indeed helps you find quality candidates fast. As a listener of this show, Indeed is giving you a £100 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash thejournalpod. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. LVMH's board meeting in June made it clear that the company was rethinking its deal to buy Tiffany. But unfortunately for LVMH, the terms of the deal agreement were pretty strict, and the company didn't have an easy exit. But then something happened that LVMH said forced it to call off the deal. LVMH got a letter from the French government. First, a little background. France and the U.S. are in a trade dispute. France introduced a new tax on digital companies, including U.S. companies like Facebook and Google. And the U.S. has threatened to retaliate with tariffs on French products, including luxury goods. The two countries are still negotiating. And the letter from the French government to LVMH asked the company to help strengthen France's hand. And so the French foreign minister has said to LVMH, we want you to delay your acquisition 
to give us some more negotiating power. Is it common for the French government to do something like this? No. It's possibly unprecedented. This is probably the first time that the French government has tried to stop a French company from buying another company overseas. In normal circumstances, a company might bristle at this kind of interference. But LVMH didn't. In fact, they didn't just delay the deal. They set out to cancel it. It puts out a press release saying, we have received a letter from the French government asking us to delay this merger beyond the deadline for completing it. So because of that, we cannot complete the merger. We are no longer going to buy Tiffany. The merger is off. And what has the French government said about this letter? Well, some diplomatic officials have said that this letter is actually not binding on LVMH. It's just a request. It's guidance. We would like you to do this. You, I believe the language in the letter is you should. But it is not, uh, the, they're saying it's not binding. LVMH, on the other hand, says this is binding. We have no choice but to listen to the French government and not complete this merger. The French government was saying one thing. LVMH was saying something else. And it got a lot of people in France wondering, what was going on here? People in the French media have been raising the question whether Arnaud, using his significant contacts in the French government, got them to send a letter to help him get out of the agreement. And we don't have any real evidence that that's been the case, but there have certainly been questions raised in France about that. LVMH's chief financial officer has denied that the company asked the French government to send the letter. The French foreign minister who wrote the letter has not responded to request for comment. Whatever the origins of the letter, Tiffany's position was clear. The letter didn't change anything about the acquisition. The same day that LVMH made its announcement, Tiffany promptly sued, saying, you cannot get out of this merger. You must complete the merger, or if you're not forced to complete it, we want damages. We want to be paid a lot of money. Now facing a lawsuit, LVMH set out to strengthen its argument. It released a second statement, providing another reason to drop out of the deal. This is something that, you know, that lawyers and, and in litigation frequently happens. You know, they say, you don't like this argument? We've also got this argument. We're going to give you lots of different arguments for why this merger should be invalidated. LVMH's new argument had to do with how Tiffany had weathered the pandemic. LVMH pointed to Tiffany's dropping sales numbers, saying this was evidence that Tiffany had handled the pandemic so badly it constituted a material adverse event. In other words, Tiffany's business had been so damaged, the deal was no longer valid. In a statement released today, Tiffany defended its performance during the pandemic, saying it's managed the business in a, quote, commercially reasonable way and hasn't violated the agreement. So LVMH could face challenges to that argument in court. Everybody that we've talked to so far is skeptical that a court would agree to LVMH's argument, but time will tell. We'll see what happens. I think a lot of people expect that there's going to be some kind of negotiation before potentially even it goes to trial before a judge, that there will be some kind of settlement. 
A court battle probably isn't what Bernard Arnault imagined when he signed that historic deal to buy Tiffany last year. And the outcome of the battle might shape the legacy of this legendary dealmaker's long career. Bernard Arnault is somebody who has connections to, to power on both sides of the Atlantic, but goes to show you that despite all those connections, you can't insulate yourself against, you know, acts of nature, um, acts of God. You know, when an economic cataclysm like this happens, there's, there's really no life raft out there that's big enough to save everyone. Everyone's going to suffer. That's all for today, Tuesday, September 15th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. If you like our show, follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We're out every weekday afternoon. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.